This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way, and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Everybody, it's Friday and it's the uh, time slot this season for the preview show. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us on Facebook uh, live and find us all about the uh, all about us and, and comment and join in. On uh, Facebook is Leicester Till I Die. 
Twitter, if you want to live in the Twitter sphere, is at Lester TID, and YouTube is Lester Till I Die TV. And if you do go on the YouTube, please, as I always say, support the channel. We're trying to get bigger and better. We're trying to get to the 1,000. We're about 60 off, 63 off. So YouTube, it's Lester Till I Die TV. Please hit that subscribe button. We would be forever, ever grateful. Quickly going to mention, because you've still got time to join. You, you may have seen the, uh, the the graphic at the start. Um, the long ball, we have mentioned this. We had a program on Tuesday with me and Brad. Uh, they say it's the most addictive football prediction game in the world. I'll let you know in a few weeks. Uh, I, like, I, don't, I don't mind fantasy football league, but for me, it's very involved. You know, and, and I suddenly discover that... Um, if I want to take out player A and put player B in, which I do because I've had one bad week, that's me. Uh, I then find player B is a couple of million more than player A. So I've got to then mess around with, oh, my evening's gone. And I don't know when I'd fit it in between doing these shows. I seem to do these most week. The Prediction League, it's quite simple. It's like Super 6 on Sky. You literally go in and you predict the scores. So, sorry, Norwich fans, but I've got to say 3-0 to Liverpool for this week. And that's all you do. You just predict the scores. And then you've got three games that are bankers. Uh, yeah, with a B. Three games that are bankers. And you just go in. And it, if you think that they're going to be the definite ones that you're going to get right, you can double your points on them. A lot of the hosts are doing it. Um, all you need to do is it's the longball.net, longball.net. Join in, then either tweet or Facebook myself uh, or Brad. And what we'll do is send you an invite to the league. Just go on and check and accept the invite and we will get you in. Um, and the more the merrier, as they say. Um, Melina, good evening. How the devil are you? I hope you're well over there in... Um, in you in the British, British Canadia, isn't it? It's a bit, a little bit of uh, of French Canadia, but we like to think of it still as British, you know. Uh, nice kit. It's not certainly not a shit shirt like the other night. That was bad, and I am sorry, but Arsenal away kit was awful, awful. <laughs> David, good evening. Thanks for joining us. How the devil are you, sir? Well, I hope. And. Uh, Talking of joining us, uh, let us... Oops, good evening, Scott, as well. How are you? I just caught you on there. How the devil are you, sir? I hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. Um, and talking about joining us, this is what we are doing tonight, he says. If he could only just find the uh, jingle. Here we go. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV. It is. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everyone. How are we all tonight? We are very good. Uh, like I said before, running out of Fisherman's Friends, but I am down to just a, a, a chesty cough now. Um, but uh, Is that your nickname for him? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes. It's not Katie Price. Don't worry. Um, you've you've signed up for the uh, the prediction game. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I thought, um, I mean, you sold it in so well, Chris. Just pick the scores, and you know how fantastically well I've done on that <laughs> last season. So uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, if, if I think you can see each other's predictions, um, and obviously I've gone for every game three one. So uh, you know, one of them's got to go. Why am I not surprised at that? Why am I not surprised? But keep that keep that thought for later. But the good thing is, you can also, uh, if you suddenly think, oh, so and so's injured, so he's not playing. Um, 
you can go in and, and change your score up until the up until the first game kicking off. But did you find it quite easy? Yeah, it is easy, and I, I do do the fantasy league as well. So, uh, hi Scott. Mm. Um, so, if anybody else wants to come into uh, one of the fantasy leagues I've set up, then then feel free. I'll uh, I'll ask Chris to put something out. But yes, it yeah. is very involving the fantasy league, and <laughs> uh, and you're quite right. You try and second guess, and then every manager's got such huge squads <laughs> these days. Yeah that you find the one you want isn't playing and you end up with a, a sub-sub who's your captain and yes, gets one yeah. point because he's come on in the 79th minute. Many, many years ago, I went into a work one, and I'm literally talking about 20 years ago, and I came second, but the guy that came first was the boss who owned it. So <laughs> he said, I can't come first and take the prize. It wouldn't be fair. So it went to the second one, which happened to be me, and I quit while I was ahead. Yeah, he just retired <laughs> on that. I am the, the, the Sam Allardyce England manager record, but in fantasy football league. <laughs> Played one, play won one, quit, you know. Uh, Devils United, great new channel out there just for general mm. football con uh, content there. Uh, and that is Maisie. And you may have heard Maisie at the start. You'll definitely hear Maisie as we go through later on. She is our new jingle. If you haven't heard Maisie's jingle... <laughs> You haven't lived. I'm not going to lie. You know, have you heard Maisie's jingle, Greg? Um, I, I did hear a little bit of laughter. I assumed that may have been Maisie. <laughs> what I didn't know was what you were doing to her at the time. Hey, okay. she's watching. And I, 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 am, if, I am nothing if not a gentleman. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> things I could say after that. Well, I, I, I'm saying I none the of them. open for you. I thought you were going to walk through it. But uh, it's a family show, we have got a game Monday night, um, but before that, I just want to touch on uh, some transfer news because obviously, um, despite let's say 50%, we'll be generous, let's say 50% of their fan base claiming that Madison was going to take his shoes and socks off and walk on broken glass down to the Emirates, and they had posters and they'd had all the artwork done of him in an Arsenal kit and what have you. Oh. He's not going. Uh, and But I must admit, Melina, who was in there early, big Arsenal fan, great again, Miss Melina, she does a lot of fantasy football, so check her channel out as well, Miss Melina on YouTube. Um, like I say, not just for Arsenal content, she's a great um, FPLO as well. Uh, but as she said, Madison will be going to Arsenal this season, probably for 90 minutes in uh, in one of the league <laughs> games, if he's not injured. But we, we, he looks like he's stopping then. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard someone on um, Talk Sport Radio as well the other night when uh, they'd just announced Odegaard and uh, the Arsenal fan that rang up wasn't happy at all. He was like, we've spent, we've basically spent 60 million on two players who are, you know, average, you know, maybe just above mm -hmm. average when they could have spent it on, on Madison. Now, you know, I'm not saying whether Madison's average or uh, or above average, but but this guy was saying that you spend the money on somebody who can really affect the team, rather yeah. than someone who's, you know, played a few games in uh, in the Premier League last season when he was on loan and hardly pulled up any trees, and a goalkeeper who's I, I mean, don't take my word for this, but you know, feel free to to check out Ramsdale's record. Just before, just before you go on to his record, I mean, it, it seems as as good a time as any to play this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> and why yeah. not? I mean, I, I haven't got the details of all the four clubs, but if I'm and please correct oh, me. Oh, I have. I yeah. have. So uh, my <laughs> understanding is he's played for four different clubs in the last four seasons. Everyone has got relegated. Do you want to do you want to know his history? Please do. Um, <laughs> we have got um my eyes aren't what they used to be, but he started out um in twenty sixteen. That you say that so many times. That sounds like the opening song in the uh, Lester Till I Die musical. My eyes aren't what they used to be. <laughs> Not just my eyes, I can tell you. Yeah. But this, this is his uh, football in history. Sheffield United, Bournemouth, Chesterfield, Bournemouth, AFC Wimbledon, Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, for £10.5 million, we got Danny Ward for 12 Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can say I'm sure that I thought I'd, I read there was another club on the on the end of that where he'd been and got relegated as well, Macclesfield or something. But he's 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 got a fantastic. To be fair, he's probably the most consistent goalkeeper in the league. He consistently gets teams relegated. So um, you know, we They're can all happy. hope. We can all hope. We can all hope. I do know the. Sorry, uh, yeah, <laughs> you had to add that. No, in in fairness, in fairness, they're not happy. Um, but what I like actually is, is all those those fat fifty percent of Arsenal fans that were claiming Madison, including that great uh, Arsenal um, transfer guru AFC Bell, uh, who was claiming right up to the end that it, they were they, they'd been talking apparently. The ink was dry on the uh, on the agreement, but um, the when they got oh, oh god, all those fans that are saying that Madison was going were suddenly saying, yeah, he wasn't all that. So mm. glad we got oh god, so much better. Yeah, and, and I mean, didn't they? And, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong. Any Arsenal fans? Didn't you let Martinez go to Villa uh, because he wanted to be first choice, and now you've signed somebody to become what first choice? I don't. Well, Leno they're not happy with, um, and, and in fairness, let's be honest with you, you go after any loss and, and fans are moaning about certain players in the team, but they've not been happy with Leno. I I've, I thought his career's gone downhill since he gave up the, the late show on American TV, but you know, there we go. I'm going to tell that joke on every show until somebody laughs. So, but I, yeah, they did let Martinez go, but hey, you know. It's, yeah. it's nice to be able to kick a team down, isn't it? You know, <laughs> Andrew's asking me here. I mean, yeah. luckily, luckily they've only sorry. Luckily they've only got uh, Chelsea and Man City the next two games, so all know, will be well. I know. And 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 really, really sorry, Arsenal fans, but um, Mark Lawrenson has gone for a one-one draw with Chelsea, so you know you're going to get stuffed. Um, Andrew Medhurst says, "Is that the only time you've come second, Chris?" It, it probably is, to be honest with you. You know, you mean you're not supposed to? You're not supposed to come for it. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Michael, in that fact, oh David, thanks for popping in. He's off. He's having a gamble. He's on Sky Sports, Sky Vegas as we talk. Other gambling sites are available. And remember, when the fun stops, stop. Um, <laughs> David Gamble, good evening to you, young man. How the how are you? Um, However, let, let, let's sort of... Can I just talk. say, Chris, can I just say that that doesn't apply to this show? When the fun stops, please keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Can you let me know? Can you get a bell that tells you when the fun starts? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, 
transfer news of much, much more important, as well as Madison staying. Uh, although, let's be honest with you, we never, we never thought he was going, did no. we? But it's a, it's a matter that this gentleman's just signed a new four-year contract. He has indeed, uh, which is great news. I, I never really thought he would go anywhere. He seems settled. He's a, I know he's not a Leicester-born lad, but he's been here a long time. He's come through the ranks, and. You know, again, he could he could have moved. There was lots of talk, wasn't there, that Liverpool were after him. But I think at his age, particularly coming off the back of an injury, I think this is the best place for him to be. Is the best place for him, and it's the best place for us. Um, yeah. I think I think it's a big season for Harvey Barnes. I, even in the first few games pre-season and uh, against Wolves, he, he looks very direct. It, probably more direct than he has done in in mm. previous seasons. Like as soon as he gets the ball, he wants to try and take people on now obviously it's not always going to come off but that puts defenders on the back foot instantly Ooh, yeah. so yeah it's, it's a great it's a great signing for us and if he gets past that first defender he's, he's drawing other defenders to him yeah. which obviously is leaving other players apart aside yeah, you know i mean i mean we know signing a new contract means diddly squat these days mm -hmm. you know and he could be off next season but of course what it means is as with uh, James Madison, who signed a new four-year contract only last season, they've got like that length of contract left, which means we will we will you know stand firm on what we want yeah. if we are going to let them go. As in James Madison, and who knows, he could still go somewhere. But you know, you're going to have to come up with that seventy million. We're not going to sell them cheap. When the, when when you know, and again, it's 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 Leicester's good transfer business. The only thing now is get Tillerman signed down, yep. get him tied down to a new contract. Yeah, and as I say, you know, we it's going to be a while, if ever, to be honest, uh, that we're we're a, a selling club. But the number of teams that we can sell to or are prepared to sell to is narrowing every year. You know, because we are, you know, outside the top so-called top six, and even you know we've. We've almost seen off a couple of those, haven't we, in terms of would you want to go to them? So, you know, it's it's big European teams or it's or it's the the sort of three or four above us who who um who can attract players away yes. now. So yes. you know, we our success is showing in that way as well. And and you're right, get them on a contract and we all hold hold all the cards when it comes to commanding a fee. And of course, he held his press conference today ahead of the game, Brendan Rogers, and he's mm. still talking about bringing more players in. Now, mm. whether that, I mean, you know, I've got to say, and, and I'm being realistic here. I'm, I'm being a Leicester fan. You know, we, mm. we've 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 signed a lot of players. We've spent a lot of money. Uh, we've we went and bought uh, Vestergaard for 15 million. Uh, and I, I, to be honest with you, didn't I thought we'd have to sell, but you know, we found mm. the money. Uh, but I think we're going to see a couple of departures, but Rogers is still saying he still wants to bring a couple in, and it's now surely a right winger that is the main priority. I, th I think you can see a right winger and maybe another centre half, but maybe another midfielder, depending on on what happens with not just Hamza Chowdhury but uh, Pratt. Yeah. Um, thing is, I mean, I really like Pratt, but then where's he going to play? I, yeah. I don't know who he's getting in in front of, and that's the big thing. And yeah. sometimes you have to be, you know, if you like a player, you know, it's like, you know, if you love someone, let them go. It's um, yes. if if you really like him, then you. Oh, what your wife keeps telling you. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps pushing me out. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I think we all. I think I don't think there's a, anybody I've spoken to who doesn't like Pratt. No, it's just he's not been able to nail down a position ahead of the people that are already holding them, and therefore his career is passing him by, sitting mm. on a bench. So I, as much as I like Pratt, I wouldn't you know wish him to be sitting on a bench yes it's great to have the strength in depth and that comes from good management of being able to keep a happy squad mm. but you know he's at that age now where he probably wants to play and he won't be short of offers because he is a good player I mean there's a lot of Italian clubs allegedly even going back mm. to when I spoke to Fabrizio which was like you know three weeks yeah. ago now even then you know the, the Italian clubs were were said to be interested I think uh, 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 to me, you've got certain players that I'm not going to say that they're going to be happy sat on the bench, hmm. but they know they know where they are in the pecking order. If that yeah. makes sense, you know. I mean, you've got Mendy, Papa Mendy. You've got hmm. Amati. You know, those those players are probably in a fully fit. Let's be honest, in a fully fit team, we are not. They are not going to be first choice, and it no. depends how far we go in the cups. Because the further we go in the cups then obviously they may well get more games in there because, yeah, you get tiredness, mm -hmm. two games a week, obviously possibly more you know, more injuries. Uh, I can't see Pratt, as Andrew says there, I want him to stay, Andrew, definitely, mm -hmm. but I don't think Pratt would be happy with that. Where I think Amati, at this point in his career, and also Mendy, yeah. would be. Yeah, I think it's the same on on a on on a slightly lower level. It's the same um, at the likes of Man City and Chelsea. They they, they have big squads, <laughs> but they buy into um, what's going on, you know. Mm. And they, yes, they some of those players. Bernardo Silva is probably a great example uh, in question. Even he's now wanting away. There's rumours that there's two or three others at Man City who want away. Mm. The thing is, you know. Once you've made your money, and these days players can make their money in two or three seasons, surely at that point you want to play. Yeah. You know, because you you can't keep saying my career is short, blah, blah, blah. If it is short, then you should be wanting to play, not sit yeah. on a bench. Yes. So uh, I, I don't think you can blame anybody for wanting to go no. to play no. if you know you're going to play. So taking a step, drink water was probably one of those who made a, a, a silly decision. Because um, I don't think anybody thought he was going to walk into that Chelsea team, and uh, and so it proved, you know. So yes. one of his yeah. maybe regretting it. It is. I mean, Rob says there, is it worth taking a punt on Ross Barkley? Problem is, again, I don't think you know. I think possibly oh, he says loan. I mean, his wages from where he's at will not be cheap. Um, that said. You know, you do hear about these clubs. I was, I was listening to a, a Tottenham uh, fan show the other night, and they, they'd let somebody go out on loan, and had been playing, paying all his wages for the twelve months, and also paid the club a fee for taking yeah. him on loan. But I can't see Ross Barkley at this stage in his career. Where, well, who would you drop? Who would you exactly. drop? I, again, he's not. He's not going to start. He is a good squad player, and I, and I like Ross Barkley. Yeah, I, I yeah. think. I think he needs to get transferred. I, I think you go out on loan and you start with um, um, you start with you know all good intentions, and he started really well at Villa, and then and then it tailed off again because you realise one, I'm going back. You know, two, you know the manager might change. You don't feel at home, so yeah. I think it's difficult for loan players um, to show their actual worth. 
And I think if they do have a successful loan, they need to move on the back of it, not going to have another loan. Yes, yes. Um, you just mentioned uh, Drinkwater there. I think he's one of those players that he was good because of Kante. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I understand that viewpoint. I think he's a little bit... I, I think we talk him down a bit. No, no, don't get, don't get me wrong. He's a very good player. He was I a good player at what he did. He was very good at yeah. what he did, and he knew his yeah. role, and he played his role very well. And you look at some of the clips back, you know, there's a guy who actually gave everything, and it really meant something to him. The number of times mm. that you see clips where we've scored late goals, and Drinkwater's the first one jumping on whoever it is. Mm. And he had a bit of grit about him. There was a bit of nastiness about him. Um and, you know, I would have liked him to stay. I think there's a decent player in there. He's just been badly advised and uh, and his career's sort of sadly gone downhill. I mean, you never know. I mean, how often do players move? Like Canty is the prime example. Mm. He signed for Leicester. And although he's often credited with being a uh, Pearson, uh, uh, sorry, a um, uh, God, Ranieri signing, mm. But I think he was actually the Pearson setup that started yeah. to try and get him in. He signed and Pearson was sacked and a new manager came in. And, you know, that happens a lot. So, yeah, any move, whether it be loan or permanent, is obviously always a, 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 a thing. Funny thing I found, I heard the other day, and I think I was talking to Rob Tanner uh, from um, The Athletic, and he was saying about bad signings and um, Slomani and... They'd actually looked at Slomani under mm-hmm. Steve Walsh, who obviously had gone to Everton. And yeah. Steve Walsh kept saying, don't buy Slomani. Don't buy mm-hmm. Slomani. Wow. And we did. But there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one on this, Chowdhury. He, he, I mean, there's one. I'm uh, sorry, thank, Thanks, Hamza, but I wouldn't be sorry to see you go. <laughs> um, again, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? You know, it, it's nice to have local players come through. And he is... I, w- I would say he is different to what we've got. It's a it's a funny one with Hamza because I think definitely last year I would have said yeah th- there's no real place for him because he plays on the edge so mm. much. You know he's got a booking or a red in him. The first games of the season it was really interesting how different the refereeing is. A lot more physicality yeah. in the game. Uh, things were being let go that they wouldn't have done before. So you start to wonder, is there a place for an aggressive player more this season than there may have been last season? It, However, if you are trying to get some more money in, then you do have to look at players who are wanted, and he is wanted at at Newcastle. Yeah, um, But you, I think he, he does give that aggression that is probably lacking in other places. I was going to say, you know, we, we've commented this before, and... I, I mean, that, to be honest with you, Craig, that is a very, very, very good point, what you've made there, and, and, and one that I maybe hadn't thought of. But, yes, you know, we do know refs are being told, you know, let's not quite go to his armpits offside or something like that, and, you know, let, let's have a, let's be more sensible. Um, and it is something we lack, isn't it, that bite, yeah. that, you know, the... Um, yeah, a bit of aggression, like you say. Yeah, and he's a, he is he is a mobile player. Whether he's got the discipline that's required, I mean, Madison was um, Madison was taken off uh, last week um, because Brendan said he wanted more mobility a- around the pitch. And you're right, mm. Andrew. 
Uh, yeah, Hamza is always one tackle, but I would say he's one tackle away from last season. And say there was a lot of challenges yeah. in those games at the weekend. There was a hell of a lot of challenges yes. that would have normally been pulled up for a foul or a yellow card. I don't think there was many yellow cards branded around, but even just no. fouls in the Spurs game, there was a hell of a lot of challenges that would have been pulled up last season. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Is that the Spurs game where the team that's just spent a billion pounds on a player lost? I think uh, that was, would be that. It? That would be that team and the team that was wasn't playing the other guy who who's likely to cost a billion pounds. I mean, that's funny. It's funny at the minute the fact that Lewandowski has now come out and said that he wants a new challenge as well. I know Harry Kane must be thinking, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" <laughs> don't say, don't say that because. Arsenal fans will probably think they're going to get Lewandowski. <laughs> yeah. But quick quick yeah. one to end on. I want to say good evening to um, Gareth Evans. I've noticed your question, Gareth. We will come on to that because we're going to be talking about the team for, for Monday night. So we'll, we'll bring that question up. Rob says we'd sooner sell uh, Hamza mm -hmm. rather than loan him out. Andrew saying yeah, Hamza's yeah. table club player at best. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he is that extra that extra player, a bit like Pratt, what do you do with them, you know? Yeah. And he's no. young, he, he may want not to just play that bit part. But I'm going to ask you this question, and then we'll move on, on to the game. But um, you had to sell one player. Would it be Hamza Chowdhury, or would it be uh, Papamende? Oof. Um, I'd probably go Hamza, to be honest. I'd, yeah. I like... Papa Mendy is very, very neat and tidy on the ball. He rarely gives it away. He, he's a lot calmer, I think, than uh, yeah. than Hamza. Probably doesn't have as much bite in his tackle. Doesn't not as mobile, but he rarely gives it away. He's a very, very tidy player. And for someone to come on when you want to close out a game, I think he's yeah. he's, he's good in that role. So yeah, it'd have to be. Sorry, Hamza, but it would have to yeah. be you. And and I agree. I think you've got to sell. There's no point loaning players out because they're just going to come back and clog your squad. Yes, indeed. And you are probably still playing a certain yeah. amount of their wages anyway. Right. That's the transfer news. Let's look forward straight after this to Monday night's game. The Premier League is back and we've got it all covered here on Leicester Till I Die TV. Subscribe. It is back and we are playing on Monday, so you get a weekend free to go out shopping with the missus. Uh, Monday night, 8 o'clock at the London Stadium. Uh, you can find it on Sky Sports, uh, live, BBC Radio 5, uh, LCFC.com radio. And, of course, if you're within Leicestershire, you can still get it on BBC Radio Leicester with Stringer and Friends. Um, a bit worried about this one, if I'm mm. honest with you, Craig. Um, we'll, we'll look at last season in a minute, but... I, I'm, I was I was actually on a on a West Ham fan channel at lunchtime, uh, previewing the game, and they're not they're not overconfident themselves. I think they, I think they punched above their weight last season. Hmm. It's funny, isn't it? Because I mean, last season a lot of teams were better away from home. Um, you know, we were. You know, because there was the lack of fans. Now it'll be interesting. The London Stadium and West Ham is a perfect example of a, a ground where it can go either way. If yeah. they have a great start, the, the fans are going to be with them. If we have a good start, the fans are going to be against them. 
you know yeah. there's a background going on at the moment of a takeover that there's um there's a there's a consortium that want to buy the club the owners don't particularly want to sell or or at, at the price that's being offered so there's still a lot going back behind the scenes there's always seems to be something going on behind mm. the scenes at west ham but on the yeah. pitch you know, Moyes has moulded them into uh, into an attacking side. You know, they they remind me quite a lot of us when we won the league. In mm. that they've um, they've got you know their their back players are not the most quick. They're the quickest. They're not the most mobile. You know, you've you've got Craig Dawson still sitting. Um, Craig, oh, yes, I think it is. Um, at the back there that they've signed on a permanent now. I think they had him on loan last season from uh, from West Brom, and they're very sort of workmanlike at the back and uh, and in front. But going forward, they break really quickly. You know, um, Ben Rama looks like he's he's come to the party now. He had a really good strong uh, preseason, and I think the point there, Rob making. I think Ben Rama sees that he's got the chance to, to fill that Lingard gap. And I think he's been given a similar role that Lingard got. So almost like a floaty free midfield role. Played very well last week. I think he was involved in all the goals uh, that West Ham uh, scored last week. So he but looks apparently, like as I say, on, on Ben Rama, and I brought that up because you were talking about mm. him, but also the West Ham fan said that they're, they're worried that if Ben Rama gets an injury, mm-hmm. who is going to fill that gap? Um, I know there's somebody you're going to be talking about later, mm. but they said they've got more goalkeepers at the club than they have got strikers. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it is a funny squad. The, the balance of the squad isn't quite right. You know, you've got players who have come and gone. Um, for now, on his day, can be a really good player, but again, his day isn't as often as it should be. Bowen's a good player, but then can have a quiet game. Damien, uh, um, Declan Rice on Damien Rice. <laughs> Anybody knows him? Yeah, go and get your records out. Um, but yeah, Declan Rice, you know, big season for him. I think you know this is one where he he'll be wanting to show that he's worthy of a big money move in the summer. I think uh, next summer. I think they're doing um, well if they hold on to Declan Rice. Um, yeah, I, I think Damien Rice well might have moved on, but Declan Rice is a good one. They, they've done well to hold him off, but I, I don't see who would come for him now. To be honest. No, the, the, I think you could have made an argument that Manu may have gone for him, but they had such a fantastic start. You know, Pogba looked um, back to his best. Fernando obviously, Fernandez obviously got the hat trick uh, with McTominay in behind it and Fred. So they probably don't need to spend that kind of money now. Um, so I think I think they're going to hang on to him, uh, which is great for them. But. Yeah, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous game. They always seem to give us a tough game, you know. Even when we uh, when we won the league, remember that two two with the the very late penalty and the sending off of Vardy. It's um, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. That, that that's the other brother, I think, Andrew, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's, there's Damien Basmati and Declan. Yeah, yeah. And of course, let's not forget that you know their their dad's brother, Uncle Ben. Um... Indeed. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, TM, where have you been? Missed you for a few work shows. Uh, mm. Again, if you're going to be late, you're going to have to send me a letter. I'm sorry, I am not putting up with this anymore. TM, yeah, and I, I absolutely... think she's. I think she's. I think she's Harry Kane's agent because I get the feeling <laughs> that she really doesn't like Harry Kane from the comments that she's put up in in weeks gone by. 
So she's probably trying to get him out. <laughs> yeah, she's probably going down all these channels touting him. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody need a striker? Uh, I love this comment from uh, Fadzil, and thanks for joining us, Fadzil. I'm not sure what what uh, <laughs> club you support, but I'd go and announce. Is it Odegaard? Odegaard. And you know I'm rubbish at pronunciations, but Odegaard announced his retirement from UEFA Champions League after joining Arsenal. Absolutely love it. I might pinch that later if you don't mind, (laughs) uh, Fazil. David saying here, uh, I think we may be slightly worried about West Ham because they beat us twice last year. If we're honest, our first 11 is better than theirs. I think it's at right wing. Question is, where are they better than us? I mean, we've got to look at last season. I don't mm. particularly want to, but they did the double over us. Mm. Um, and let me just get rid of that. Uh, I mean, the first game, I think we probably took them too lightly because on that first game, that was the first, you know, the game when we looked and went, what the fuck's going on here? How, how have yeah. West Ham beaten us? Mm. And because we were used to them being peren- perennial relegation battlers. But they didn't. They they actually came, and that I think was sort of putting the sort of line down, saying this is well, well, this is what we're going to do this season. Yeah, they probably picked up a hell of a lot of confidence from that because, to be honest, if I remember rightly, that could have been four or five. You know, the same as it was against Arsenal. I mean, Declan Rice, I think, had a great run from in the middle in in his own half and crushed it against the crossbar. Um, Yeah, we just didn't turn up, and they played really well. But as it going back to you know how they reminded me of us when we won the league that they they do break very quickly and all last season that caused us problems it didn't matter you know what level the team was if you think about it West Ham Fulham Newcastle all played us mm. sort of sitting in and played us on the break and all beat us very comfortably because yes. we sort of lack that con- level of concentration um now you know that'll come around to. I wonder whether um, Brendan's going to go with a five again, uh, and and put uh, Vestergaard in the middle of um, in the middle of Soyuncu and Amati to just try and stop us getting caught on the break. Um, because I, I mean, you know, I, th- I think Antonio is a fantastic player, and he always seems to 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 play well against us. So yeah, it'll be a the tricky second... one. It's, it's going to be a yeah. tricky one. And and I said I, I think we need to get ahead. It's a game where I yeah. think we need to get ahead, even though we have come come from behind in, in a couple of games previous season. But I think if you get ahead, you also quieten the crowd down. Yes. And we won't talk about... Well, we have to talk about the second game because mm. this was where it allegedly Madison and Rogers fell out. But we do know mm. it was the the famous uh, party it was, gate. It was the, post, uh, the, yeah, the post-COVID party game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, what... I mean, what was it technically post COVID? It was, you know, everybody was still on lockdown, which was the yeah. problem. How how bad and how were they hiding from him in the cupboard under the? Who knows, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, and you can't turn around and say that game cost us a place in the Champions League no. because I think more than that, the actual uh, Newcastle game cost us a place in the Champions League. But right. you can't I'm... say. How far do you go back? The Fulham game at the start of the season, the West Ham game we were just talking about then. So they had, and if you have a look at, um, I'll bring this one up now. That the head to head there, we played each other twenty eight times. They've won thirteen, we've won nine. They're not to be taken lightly, and 
they've not always been these, you know, like they have for the last few seasons, boring last season, the perennial, like I say, relegation battlers. No. No, they've got, like I said, when they get their best team, their best 11 out on the pitch, they are they are a good team and they do go forward. And I think, um, um, I think, uh, you know, Moyes knows that their, their strength is going forward. You know, they... Mm. They scored four against Newcastle. They they created a hell of a lot as well. Yeah, I think they played well. I, I only saw the end of it. They were already three two up when I started yeah. watching it. But they played very. I mean, I'm, you could argue that yes, it was only Newcastle. But I think know, they got a little bit lucky. It was probably, you know, it's probably the the worst decision that was given over the weekend. I thought overall the referees did a good job. There wasn't a lot of controversy, but. The penalty that put West Ham three two, I thought was was a little bit iffy, to be honest, and uh, so that swung the game in their in their favour. So that they are, they give goals away, but they score as well. So yes, it, yes. it is one of those games that literally could go anyway. Well, I'll remind you that when you when we come to predictions later. I mean, a bit a bit silly to look at the table at the moment, but. They are above us. Uh, I mean, yep. we're, we're down in ninth. I mean, I'm sorry, Man. Rogers out. Sack, <laughs> sack Rogers, get rid of the board. We're down in ninth. What's going on? I mean, Brentford are there six. Yeah, um, Watford, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who, who, who did who did Brentford beat? I can't remember some some insignificant London team, yeah. but um, you know, I mean, there was there were some strange results at the weekend. Um, and if you have a look back at, we do the prediction show on a on a Wednesday uh, with Brad and a, and a guest, and it, it's hard because you know we we I couldn't, we couldn't see Watford winning, couldn't see Brighton winning, you know, but. No, it was it was interesting. There was no draws at all, was there? So everybody's yes. either got three points or or zero. It was yes. a very very strange week. Yeah, and obviously, even now, you know, we, we, I, I think Benitez in his uh, press conference alluded to the fact that some players are having to isolate. So I don't think you know what team's going to be allowed out on no. the pitch on any of these no. teams at the minute. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time to settle down this season. Aren't, aren't you glad we're not doing the Craig starting eleven this season? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I might bring that back just just to annoy you. Oh, please do. <laughs> this was the uh, this is the table last season. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I mean, West Ham. There were the surprise packs. They're only a point behind us, um, yeah. as, as it happened. But um, have they? As they did the peak last season, was that their season? They've got, you know, not got a huge squad. Um, you know, the, their own fans are worried what happens if you know one or two key players get injured. Mm. I, I, I think, I think we may see West Ham going more down mid lower table again this season. Four, four competitions are in as well. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because you know, yeah, they're in the Europa League as well, and then you know, you'll get some fans saying. It's more important to finish in the top six than it is to go deep into the Europa League. But why are you trying to finish in the top six if you don't want to go far in the Europa League? Yes. I just don't say, you know, that's what you're trying to qualify for. So, you know, give yes. it a go. Um, so I, I've never understood that argument, yeah. to be honest, because uh, I don't know what you're playing in... football for. Exactly. No, I agree. But talking of um, talking about 
going far in European competitions. Mm. I think we've got to have another one of these when you look at how Tottenham got on last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I mean, poor Tottenham. <laughs> I mean, that's... You know what I don't like about... Not, not so much Tottenham, but pundits. You know, I, I mean, Tottenham, talk about arrogance. You know, I... You got to understand. I don't think they want to be in that competition, and I don't think they're going to care two hoots if they go out of it. No. Because at the end of it, you can play the whole of that competition, and what do you? What's your prize at the end of it? You get into the Europa League for next season. Now, Spurs surely have got to be thinking that they're they're going to target getting in the Europa League at least in the league. So why would you want to be in it? But to take a squad so light of any player. I don't think any player who played at the weekend against Man City even travelled. No. So they went with this squad. But then you've got the pundits saying how bad are Tottenham. They got beaten by this little... I mean, they, they finished fifth in the Portuguese league. And that is typical arrogance of British press, British pundits, to think every other league is poor. You know, and mm. every other team, unless you're finishing first and second, is poor. You know, I, I really don't like that. They're a decent, decent Portuguese team. You know, most Portuguese teams are decent and they'll give you a game, particularly yeah. if you don't bother taking any of your first team. Exactly, exactly. So we've got Wolves, like say Monday night. Um, West Ham. West Ham, sorry. We have indeed just testing to see if you were no, aware. No, yeah. <laughs> that, <would be>, uh, <laughs> that would be a difficult two-header, wouldn't it, on the same sure. night? Um so we've got West Ham. Uh, you touched on there, and I, I, you, you do you do make me nervous when you mention this five at the back, or well, mm. this five at the back when we're defending, three at the back when we're attacking. It, we, mm. we do know it does switch between the three because I don't I don't like Soyun Chu in the three. I've, I've said that many many times. I prefer a four at the back. But you mentioned Amarty. Now Amarty walked off that pitch at Manchester City mm. and head held high, probably. Yeah. Up there for man of the match, but then you know again you've got to be honest and say okay. I mean, oh Grealish came on at you know, seventy minutes, whatever it was. But when you're looking at who he was up against for three quarters of the game, it was pretty much the Man City youth team. Mm -hmm. Wolverhampton, when we play, which is why I was thinking Wolverhampton, um, he, he gave the ball away. He had he was he was back to the Amati we know and love. And to my mind, he's he's very much a bring a player on if if a defender's injured or or he's mm. just, he's like we said touched on before a squad player. For me, surely now he's been with us now the, the full week. Uh, you've got to start Vestergaard, haven't you? I think he'll start. I think Vestergaard will start whether it's a three or a or a two. To be honest, I think it's mm. it's a little bit harsh on um, Amati because. He's clearly been asked to do something that he's not very good at, which is play out from the back. When you look at him as a pure defender, some of the blocks he made, there was a chance very late on. I think it was Kilman who had got through. And Amati came from the other side of the, the box and flung himself in front and got a, a crucial block in. And he did that time and time again uh, during that game. He got crucial blocks in. He got his foot in a lot. Thing is, with defenders like goalkeepers, mistakes are highlighted even more. And he did give the ball away twice and we were lucky to get away with it. So, yeah, you can't afford those types of mistakes against better teams, better yeah. players. 
But I don't think that should detract from the rest of his performance, which I thought was pretty solid, to be honest. But, you know, I don't think he's brought Vestergaard in uh, to sit him on the bench. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure our dugouts are, are high enough for him to sit in. So um, <laughs> I think he'll... I think he'll play as I say. I don't particularly want him to go to a five. It's just, you know, Brendan, sometimes he can be a little bit worries about the opposition a mm. little bit more than he perhaps should. Yeah. And knowing that, that West Ham play on the break a lot and we've got caught that way, he may want a little bit more um, insurance. Yes. No, I, I, I see where you're coming. It's just... Andrew says the other players gave the ball away but never get mentioned. Mm. I think because with a Marty, it kind of he's unfortunately he's that utility player. I, I likened him the other on the show on the show the other week to um Philip Neville, when a player that could <laughs> a player but in a much as a player that was played in three or four different positions mm. but never really was master of any of them, if you know what I mean. And and for me, Amati, I would not sell him. I would have him because he's still mm. young. He's still learning and he will get better. But at the moment, when you've got a, a guy like Vestergaard, 38 Premier League games yet last season, mm. of course, the argument is that in two games in the last two seasons, he was in the team that let in 18 goals. So you could mm. argue about that. But I just, he's, he's got the height as well. He just gives mm. us that option and, does that one player, like I say, when you know, if we're playing three or five at the back, whichever way you want to talk, set, call it, I don't feel comfortable with Soyuncu in that. I just everybody you could hear when they went when it, the team was announced outside the Wembley and they mm. said Amarty, and we everybody, everybody around me, we all went, Oh, you know, mm. <laughs> because that's the, the feeling you get. Yeah, I mean, Vestergaard obviously gives us a bit more um physicality in both boxes and we know West Ham are, are, are notoriously strong at set pieces you know they've always had big yeah. center halves um Suchek you know is, is really good in the air as well um so I, I don't think there's any chance that Vestergaard doesn't play you know he's got to mm. be there but he gives us a presence in the opposition box as well from set pieces and corners so I think he's I think he's there and you know touching on you know, you're going back to, to transfers before about wanting, um, still wanting to get a couple of players in. I think Vestergaard is the bonus player. I don't think it was budgeted for. I think they've just decided that they've found a, a, they need to find some more money. I think they were going to go for a younger centre half like a Fafana again, yeah, uh, to bring through and in the same way, and, and a right winger. And I, I think they would have budgeted for that. I think they found the extra Vestergaard money because they realised that one, Fafana's injury is, is bad and Evans yeah. doesn't look like he's anywhere near coming back. No, no. The, it was it was saying that uh, I think I think he's really, you know, he's worried about his foot injury, mm. Brendan Rogers. Um and we did speak about, you know, the, the, the right winger before. Mm. Um but apparently um Timothy Castagna is fit and available for selection. Yeah. Which again, you know, it, uh, it gives us the options. To, Rob just happened to type that as I was saying it. Then. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it, I don't think he starts. I don't, I don't think he starts. I don't think there's any benefit to pushing him back a, a little bit too early. To be honest, I thought Thomas mm. had a sound game um, at left back, and Ricardo looks like he's back to the Ricardo we had 
a couple of seasons ago before his bad injury. So yes. I don't see him displacing either of the fullbacks. The you only one what... you could say, would he play and then push Ricardo forward uh, instead of Perez? Possibly. Well, that's what I was leading up to. Is you know, does Castagne go into that right back mm. position, and does um, uh, Pierre move forward mm. and do that right wing, which we saw it happen a lot mm. last season? I think the one thing that you don't want to do is make a lot of changes to your back four. I think mm. as soon as that starts happening, the back nobody knows who's playing where each week. If you're going to start moving players around to accommodate players and that's when it gets dangerous if you're just moving people to accommodate someone else I think I know, I know I've kept I've, I've hopped on about it a lot this season uh, tonight about when we won the league the bedrock of that was that defense that hardly changed the whole season yeah you know everybody yeah. knew their job none of them I mean Fuchs Morgan Huth and Danny Simpson that's not that's not that's not a back four that gets in anywhere any other mm. team but they were a unit and they played week in, week out. So that unity overcame any of their individual weaknesses. So I think you got to, it's, it's a dangerous game to start messing with the back four and pushing people around. So as much as you would like both Castagna and Ricardo to be on the pitch, I think you I think you lose a little bit. Like when you move Indeedy back, you know, yes, he yeah. can do a job there. Ricardo can do a job further forward, but does he do it as good as he does from right back? You know, because you, you, when you're a midfielder, you can be picked up. When you're coming from deep as a as a as a right back, you're often making an overlap. It's more difficult for people to pick you up. It looks like you're almost playing in the same position, but it's a very very different game. You know, if you're a right winger, you're going to have your fullback pushing on you the whole time, and is Ricardo going to be the same player? when he's being marked as he is when he can come on to the ball as a, as a right back. I'm not so sure. So I think you've probably weakened both people's games. So I, I would, I would stick with Ricardo as a right back. Uh, and, and TM just going back here, she said, uh, I don't like, I don't like to see ladies begging TM, but I'm going around begging for someone to take him. <laughs> oh, come on. How, how times change, eh? How times change, you know, but maybe uh, they'll do a straight swap uh, with Lewandowski and he can go to Bayern Munich. He may well, may well. He wants to, I mean, he just wants to go, he just wants to win a trophy. I mean, you know, Luke oh, well, Thomas, he's not he... going to go Spurs then, is he? Oh, you're no, talking about Kane. <laughs> Kane, yes, yeah. yeah Lewandowski's I mean, not coming Spurs to win a trophy. No, I mean Tom Luke Thomas, nineteen. He's got two trophies more than Harry Kane. But hey, yeah. you know. But talking of Luke Thomas, he's got to start because uh, Bertrand is still still out with the old uh, COVID problem. Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? I mean, it's it's, it's great for uh, great for Luke Thomas. You know, we definitely lost a bit with Bertrand because I think his dead balls have been fantastic in close season and, and as they were. Yes in the community shield as well. So we've lost a little bit there. Uh, but Luke Thomas has, has come on leaps and bounds during the, the, the 18 months that he's been in and around the team. He looks much more assured. Early games, he was getting caught out a little bit with balls over the back of him. He was losing balls in the air. I think it, they've worked a lot on his positional sense when he's defending and he's looked a lot more solid. And he looks really confident going forward. And, uh, that <coughs> link up that he's got going on with Barnes could be uh, could be very fruitful for us. Yes, I I I, I, th I think so as well. So we've got um, 
the game. Let's uh, would oh well <laughs> yeah. Would you play Ricardo as a right winger? We've we've we've, we've just uh, done that one. So um, yep, West Ham. We've got score prediction. So anybody who knows, we've talked about the um, the, the long ball dot net when you can pick the score uh, just for fun, and um, you can get that. I say go on to longball.net. Uh, sign in with your email. It's very easy. If Craig and me can do it, then anybody can do it and uh, and sign up and let us know and we'll send you an invitation to join our league. Um, but we also have the Predict the Score on the uh, website, leicestertillidie.com. Uh, and this is where the ex-players and myself try to predict the game. And there's not many of us here that think we'll actually win. Mm. I've kind of maybe stolen a bit of Craig's thunder here because I have actually gone for a 3-1 win for, for uh, uh, Leicester. Marshall's, Ian Marshy, big Marshy there, he's gone for 2-1 West Ham. Steve Walsh agrees with me. He pinched my score. I was going to go 2-1, so I had to go 3-1 to be different, but he's gone 2-1 to Leicester. Uh, Tags has gone a draw 2-2, as in fact as Ian Wilson. And Steve Linex, bless him, has gone for a 2-1 West Ham win as well as Marshy. Let's hope that Steve Linex's look is as good as it was last season when he got it wrong every time. Um, Craig, before we come on to a, a player to watch, what, what do you think the score is going to be? Um. I'm I'm glad you've gone three one because uh, I'm I'm not touching that this time. I think this is going to be a really tight game, um, but I can see us just edging it. I think so. Uh, I'm going to go two one Leicester. Two one, yeah. I just think we were we were lucky against Wolves. Mm. But, you know, had they had those you know shooting boots on target a bit more, mm. you know, it, we we may have been lucky to come out with a draw. To be honest with you, but. I just feel um, it's early doors. It went, you know, mm. only, this is only the second game. And I just think, come on, Leicester, you know, we might see Daka come on. We might, see, you know, Vardy's back on the score sheet. Mm. But, you know, I, I'm pleased to see Vardy score. He needed that, mm. didn't he? He did. And um, I, I think I think this is a game where Daka may play a prominent part coming on late on uh, because, you know, West Ham are going to have to push on. They're at home. The onus is on them to push on. As I say, mm. their back four isn't the youngest or their back mm. five isn't the youngest. And I can see Daka coming on late on uh, with sort of 20 minutes to go and causing them a lot of problems. This is the thing as well. I mean, Inacho and Vardy played so well together mm. at the back end of last season. But it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look to me uh, with pre-season and, and the Wolves game that, Brendan's going to go back down that line, which is a which is a shame because it works so well. But you know, he starts with Vardy on his own. Brought Inacho on against Wolves. Didn't see Daka come on. Mm. It's a case of if you are going to do that with with Vards, who who do you who do you bring on first? Well, that's it. I, I think it depends what the game is. As I said, um, I think I I can see. Although he got. He played really well against Wolves and he looked sharp and it, it almost looks like he knows he's got someone breathing down his neck now, that he's got some real competition mm. um, for that type of player. He had competition, obviously, with Ian Acho, but from uh, someone who plays on the shoulder. I can see him becoming the new um, um, Shinji Okazaki, to be honest, and getting yeah. hooked after 65, 75 minutes, uh, 70 minutes every game. Um, unless you know, unless he's looking really sharp, so it wouldn't surprise me. Thing is, with um, 
going back to the one up front, don't forget he played the one up front when he plays with a back four. Mm. If he decides to go to a back five, then you might well see him go with the two up top to balance that out. Um, so I, I think those two go together. I think it's a one up top if he plays four. I think it's a two up top if he plays five. Brilliant. And uh, I just want to say one last thing about Leicester, actually. Uh, I don't know if they realise. I think it was £65, is it, for three home Europa League games? Yeah, 70 quid, something like that, which is yeah. fantastic, isn't it? What an amazing... I mean, I can't remember the last time they put season ticket prices up. Mm. If Colesburg did football owners, we would have them. We would have them. Right. We, we don't do your team of the week. Oh, you say team of the week. We don't do your... Um, Prediction team, uh, yeah. Prediction team. But what we're asking you to do this season is to look at the opposition and pick out one player who's mm. going to be the one to watch that could cause us trouble. Mm. And this week from West Ham, you have gone for this gentleman. I have, yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of people may have gone for Ben Rama because he played so well the other night. But I just think Antonio is one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Mm. And... Along with Jamie, you know, they're different players, but the best exponent of a lone striker, I think, is there is in the Premier League, along with, with Jamie, when Jamie's at his best. Because Antonio does not stop running. He does not give um, centre-halves or even full-backs a minute's time. He plays across the channel. Something that I've, I've wanted Jamie to do, Jamie's stopped doing that over the last few years. Since we won the league and we played a lot of channel balls, Jamie doesn't seem to do that. Antonio's always an out ball for them. He'll run himself into the ground. And he's not, he's not, there's no lack of skill there either. He's a physical mm. unit and he scored a decent number of goals last season. I think injuries caught up with him. That's his biggest problem. I think if he can stay fit a whole season, I think he would have been pushing for an, uh, an England uh, place last season. I just think he's really underrated. And if you're playing a lone striker role, he's he's as good as any in the Premier League for me. I think he's really underrated and definitely one that we need to keep an eye on. Indeed. And um, this time next week, of course, we'll know who we've got in the Europa League. We will indeed. We'll, we'll know a few bits, won't we? Because um, Champions League qualifying uh, will have finished, as you say, so we'll know who's coming down from those qualifiers into yeah. um, the Europa League. One or two players that we're being heavily linked with are playing in those uh, Champions League qualifiers. So whether they qualify or not could have an impact on whether we pick up those players or not as well. So all round, it's an interesting seven days, I think. It is. It is. And as we know, with the, and I don't agree with this at all, but with the Champions League, I think if you finish third in your group, Mm-hmm. you drop down into the Europa League. We've been mm-hmm. made one of the joint favourites to win the Europa League. And I yeah. don't know how they can do that when we don't know. And they can sometimes get some big teams and then other times you get Man United. But you don't know who's going to be dropping down. So I don't mm-hmm. know how we can be favourites. But obviously, if we finish third in our group in the Europa League, we yeah. drop into the conference. Do we? I thought we just went out of it. I, I didn't think we dropped into the conference. I, I didn't know that, to be honest. Yeah. I can't, you know, geez. I mean, that's just something you don't need, is it? You know, you might as well, um, you might as well go is, with though, um, I mean, Do we? I mean, we, we say that, but they play on Thursday. 
So it's no different to, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, the Europa League's worse than the Champions League because you play on Thursday. But when you're in the Europa League that week, the Premier League make you one of the last games. You mm. don't play on the Saturday. You'll always play on the Sunday yeah. or the Monday. So the conference is, is no different than that mm. because that's played on a Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand it, to be honest. I, I, I know why they've done it. They've, they've done it to give more of an opportunity to the leagues that are a little bit um, left out of the whole European thing. The fact that, you know, I think Ajax have to qualify for the Champions League or whoever mm. wins the Dutch league have to qualify. It just seems ridiculous to me. So you've got some really good teams who are getting pushed out of Europe. So I, I know the smaller nations, it's a chance for them to go out of it. But to be honest, surely if you're if you're not finishing in the top two in the Europa League, just can it? <laughs> you know, I mean, what's going to happen next? It, you know, if you get knocked out of the third round of the FA Cup, are you going into the Johnston's paint trophy? I, I, know. I mean, I I don't agree with it. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think last night, I think Slavia Prague played last night. So I think they're actually trying mm. to qualify for the Conference League. After knocking us out last season, yeah. I, again, you know, I, I don't know. They they probably won their league, but they they they're still having to qualify for the for the Europa League. It's, it yeah. makes no sense to me whatsoever. Andy, the conference you've got the you've got the UEFA Champions League tier two is the UEFA Europa League, and they've now got this tier three, which is the Europa Conference League. Um, I mean, it, it, it's the weirdest thing going. I mean, to me, why I honestly think the Champions League should be the champions of each individual country. So, don't give don't give England first, second, third, fourth, but give some of those places to. If you win the Scottish League, if you win, like you say, the Dutch League, I mean, these are people who contribute to UEFA, and as winners of those those. You know, leagues they should be as champions in the Champions League, but of course, mm. you know, UEFA wouldn't get the money for some of these teams playing each other like they would, you know, Man United playing Real Madrid or something, you know. But yeah, uh, I mean, who wants to see who wants to see a Champions League final of, let's say, for instance, you know, Nottingham Forest and Malmo, you know, who wants to see that type of football again? It, t- teams other than the top six in England, if yeah. you're talking about English fans. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it is strange. Know. I mean, they should have just changed the name of it. You know, it's not you're not the champions, are you? The champions no. are in it, but you know, you finish fourth year in it. So, you know, when they when they had the the, the whole change of it, they should have just come up with some some well, other the name. Current like. champions of you know the Champions League champions are therefore the champions of Europe yeah. did not win their own league. Yeah, you should. You know, whatever the coefficient is down to, as I say, you know, Rangers winning it, Ajax winning it, all those. You know, these are big. These are big nations historically. Their champions should be in the Champions League as of right. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like the World Cup. You know, you get the fourth team in every group is going to be, you know, the the uh, Slovakian champions or you know the Albanian champions or whatever, but. They've got their chance to win a few games and 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 progress to the next round, and yeah. that's it's it's this competition thing we're back to, isn't it? And mm. the, the old ESL, which has yeah. raised its head again. <laughs> yeah. I know it's it's bizarre, isn't it? That some some teams are just not giving it up. You know, they I don't well, know the I, English I ones aren't, they, aren't they? They've signed back up for it. Who is it? Sorry, they've all signed back up to get Who? into it. The Spanish, all the English teams, have they? Oh, I'm, yes. I'm not. I must have. Yes. I've not read that. 
They're not, not the fact that they don't think they're actually going that far ahead yet, but the organisation that they had to look into it, they've all rejoined it. But my understanding was that um, for them to not get fined or a points deduction, they had to sign up to a new charter, which meant that they wouldn't be able to. So I don't understand what the point of that Rest is. Restrictive practices, I think they probably threw at, uh, nah, just, at just, UAE. Just Spurs. go then. Just go and join Spurs in the Conference League. Enjoy. Yeah. Apparently Spurs, I was reading somewhere, is the only team to have lost every first European leg of every first game they've played in mm. every competition. And I believe that's why they wanted to do the ESL so they could lose the first game yeah. and played in that as well. <laughs> Sorry, TM. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, right anyway. thank you. Yeah. Craig, thank you very much, young man. You're um, welcome. Oh, we, we are back next week. Um, and I presume we're going to be back on the on the Thursday. No, we're not. We're back on the Friday. Um, and yeah, we've got the Norwich preview. Because um, the matches yes. we've got coming up, uh, he says, where have we got upcoming games here? We've we've not got a bad start, really, have we? Because we you know we've had um, Wolves, we've had West Ham. After West Ham, we've got Norwich. Mm. Little matter of Man City, but we we do know they're beatable in the as as we did yeah. in the what I like to call the English Super Cup, yeah. and um, and also, then we've got the Brighton. So really, as starts go and finishes as well, mm. we're doing all right this season. No, it's it's much better. We've got that um, mm. that tough period in the middle um, and around Christmas, I think. But it gives us a chance to put a stake in the ground and 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 hang around at the top table for a, for a little while. We did it last season. We, we know we just fell about. But I think it's – I'd much rather be in and around the top four, the top six all season than desperately trying to make points up at the end of it. So, Again, um, so it's, we can't yeah. complain about the start we've been handed. No, and, and it's nothing worse, is there, than, than – than catch playing catch up from the outset. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the word. And I think as I was looking at our and I I know what it's all going to get changed depending whether we go far in the FA or the League Cup and mm. and the Europa League matches will get changed round. But looking at how they were drawn out, I mm. think we've got a very nicely spread out season. Yeah. You know, we 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 don't have a run where we've got four or five hard games. It's like two no. hard games and maybe an easier one. I, <laughs> I say easier one, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, you know, it's almost like we're getting the type of uh, of fixtures that the uh, the so called big clubs get year on year out. It's not that it's fixed or arranged or, or anything like that, of course. But no. uh, yeah, it just seems to have happened and, and fallen nicely for us this year. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, sir. You're, you're off down the. Uh... Oh, are you, are you going to West Ham on Monday? No, no, I'm not. Uh, Scott's heading down there, and I've got a couple of mates who are going down there. But uh, no, I would have liked to have gone down, but uh, but Monday night makes it a bit difficult. Well, I'm sure you'll be watching it on the old goggle box. Oh, indeed. Brilliant. Oh, indeed. As always, young man, thank you so much for coming on. Your knowledge is it keeps the it keeps the show going. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. I'll give you that fiver later, mate. Fiverr, bloody gone down. I'll take it back. <laughs> Have a good weekend, mate. Enjoy the game on Monday. Cheers, Thank Chris. You. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you so much to Craig. It does, honestly. Hey, uh, I, I do have my co-presenters for the knowledge. Well, you can tell I don't have them for the looks, do I? But yeah. Shh. 
he might still be listening. He might still be listening. So, so don't forget, go across to uh, thelongball.net and sign up and then uh, tweet myself at Leicester TID uh, or message us on Facebook and I'll get Brad to add you into our league. You can. It's free of charge to sign up. You just need... Uh, your, your email address and then a username and you don't get inundated with with emails every five or six minutes uh they are really it is really really good it's very easy if i can do it anybody can do it and it's just a game a case then of predicting the results um don't forget if you can help us out please please go over to youtube uh give us a sub on that and uh, and click the old um, remember button and you'll never miss a show um and we do a lot. Um, thanks so much, Melina, just popping in there saying make sure to like the stream. Congratulations on your couple of signings. Hope they do well for you. And good luck against Chelsea. I have a feeling you're going to need it, but good luck. Good luck. Um, of course, if you want to listen to us rather than watch us back, and I'll be honest with you, I don't blame you. Give us about oh, 20 minutes and we will be up on the podcasts. Um, Amazon, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast added to Anchor to name but six. And you can listen back to us and catch up with all the old podcasts as well. Give it about an hour and 15 minutes, 9.30. Search out Luca's Life channel on YouTube. I'm going to be on there discussing all things Leicester and Arsenal. This could get interesting. That's at 9.30. Guys, thanks very much. We'll see you, um, oh, Monday night, post-match. Have a good weekend. Come on, you foxes. Take care now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans